Alright, uh, Buffalo Bar Talk episode 4. Uh, we have a special guest today. Hello, hello. Malik here. We got Malik. Zach is here. We got AJ. What's up? We got Joe. I hope at least. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do uh, NFL first round uh, slash just overall draft recap. Figured we would start in probably the biggest talking point of the draft, which was the quarterbacks and the carousel that was. So, uh, we talked last show about Kyler Murray. So, he goes number over to the Cardinals. What was your guys' reaction? Um, I I like it for them. Um, I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be able to work with him really well. I think that, I think he just didn't mesh well with Rosen. He knew that and they didn't get a ton for him, but I like that they got... He got his guy in uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, the GM's job is on the line. I don't know his name. Steve Keim? Steve Keim. Yeah, his job's on the line. If Kyler is not a success, if he doesn't get into the playoffs in the next like, three years or four years, whenever they're fully rebuilt, he might be like gone. Because <laughs> eggs in the basket, 62nd overall pick for your former 10th overall pick that you traded up to. Yeah, that's not 2018. A, that's not a good look. No. <laughs> Rose into the Dolphins, though. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you think about Kyler? Um, <clears throat> well, I think, you know, you bring in a new a new coach, Cliff Kingsbury, with this system, he he wants his guy. You know, if you're going to bring in a new coach with a new system that hasn't really been seen throughout the NFL fully, I think you give him his guy, you know, whoever thinks he can run the offense the best, and if you think that's Kyler, you know, you got to run with it. I think he brings an aspect that, that uh, Rosen didn't have previously with the legs and the ability to run and just do different things that they wouldn't have previously been able to do. So I, I honestly like the pick. I think he's the best guy in this draft. And, you know, when you draft number one, you need to be able to improve at different positions. And they improved, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you don't make that pick and you bring in that coach and you you say, okay, this is your guy, and they just made him stick with Rosen, yeah. you're kind of setting him up for failure a little mm-hmm. bit where you're not letting him actually have control of that offense. So I actually like the Cardinals draft overall. They got a couple of really good receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they went like pretty fast. receiver. They got fast guys yeah. and, I mean, and an air raid offense. Like, yeah, kind of need that. On the contrary, like, uh, what was their plan last year? <laughs> they bring in a new coach, they fire him after a year, and they get rid of their quarterback draft at time. Their so that's quote franchise and quote mm-hmm. quarterback. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of questions to be seen with management wise and. Um, if you're Kyler Murray, obviously you want to be positive going into the situation. But mm-hmm. in the back of his mind, he's going to be like, they just vexed this guy in <laughs> one year. Yeah. He has. Like, an- but that being said, you can also say, oh, they got rid of him because I'm the, I'm the man. <laughs> There's no O-line there either. True. Same. It's pretty mm-hmm. much the same right. O-line. So they didn't really address the O-line in a way that they needed to. That was the worst O-line in the league last year. The one thing... Kind of, you could say that they did to help the O-line is get somebody who can extend plays True. at the quarterback position, which is Kyler Murray. Um, I Other than directly switching the players in the O-line, that's going to help a little bit, and it's going to make them a little bit more successful. But I think that that's just such a crucial position, um, especially for a young quarterback. It's going to be tough for him and tough for that offense to, to look good. You see, I'll, I'll agree with that, and uh, I was surprised they waited till they drafted two linemen. It wasn't mm-hmm. until, like, the fifth or sixth round. Mm-hmm. It was late in the draft. I was surprised they waited that long, but with this offense that they're running, it's a lot of quick passes, you know, mm-hmm. in and out of your hands within two, two and a half seconds, so mm-hmm. they're betting on the fact that he'll be able to mm-hmm. run it faster, but and my thought was they, they had the decision to make whether 
having Rosen and Bosa was better than just having Kyler Murray. And, uh-huh. you know, I think they felt Kyler Murray gave them the, the better that's, chance. That's so. a lot to ask of a young quarterback, too, to try and run an offense, getting the ball out that quick. But we'll see if he can do it. He's a, definitely a special player. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so kind of sticking with the Cardinals in a way, uh, during the draft, the Cardinals traded Josh Rosen to the Miami Dolphins for the 62nd overall pick. Yep. yep. So uh, we want to talk about Rosen a little bit and – Great value for Rosen right mm-hmm. there. It really is good value. He and for Rosen, like he kind of got himself out of a toxic situation. I felt like, like, where was his mindset at before he got traded? Where he's like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to sit behind this guy now. Yeah. Like another thing with Rosen is that, like, if you look going back to his time at UCLA, I believe he's had five different offensive coordinators in the last five years, and maybe this is the sixth. This is mm-hmm. the sixth year since he's been a starting quarterback. So. Like, he just wants somewhere where he's got some stability and he can show what he's got. Because, like, we didn't really get to see a whole lot of him. Or we did, but, like, not yeah, not, not his, not his like, real skill set. Because, like we who, said, bad offensive line. Who was coaching him last year? Like, you had a defensive head coach. Yeah. Their offensive coordinator got fired in the first couple weeks. It was um, the guy who used to coach uh, the Chargers, which I don't remember his name. And then oh, they brought in Mike McCoy. Yeah, Mike McCoy. Mm-hmm. There's Mike, so Mike McCoy, and then they fired him, brought in this other guy, and it's like, who, who's who's mentoring this guy? Mm-hmm. He didn't have any guidance with that team last year, so maybe now you get him into a situation where you actually have a coach that can stabilize mm-hmm. his career. And one, one good thing about him going to the Dolphins, too, is their expectations right now are to tank. True. So I don't. They're, they're in full rebuild. Yeah, That's I don't think true. the the fans in Miami are going to be all over him if he makes a couple bad throws. I think it's for the betterment of the organization as a whole. Um, and I think he's just he's going to have a little bit more help down there than he was in Arizona for sure. And two, you you really can't get much better of a value uh, than uh, what they got from because they he's already been paid a signing bonus. They basically have a quarterback on a rookie deal for three mm-hmm. years to test them out. Only at six know. mil or whatever it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. And if they want, I mean, they could honestly go and draft another quarterback this year if they really wanted to, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal for them because this is just a test-out process. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, they did a good job of not spending too much because the Cardinals wanted a first-round pick, mm-hmm. and they held strong. They, they took their time, didn't force it. You know, they got him for a great value, I think, so yeah. it's a good decision. There was... There's no risk from the Miami point of view. Right. There, there's none. Like, if you, if you bring him in and it doesn't work out, you cut him and you mm-hmm. only spend a third-round pick. It's not like mm-hmm. what the Cardinals just did where they spent a first-round on him last year. Right. Um, I do commend the Cardinals for making that deal and getting what they can for him instead of making him sit behind Kyler Murray and dragging it out I longer agree. than they need to do. Or longer than I feel they like they could have gone about it better. They could have got more value for, for sure. Rosen. For sure. <laughs> All I the just, pre-talk about... And then there's that video of Cliff Kingsbury when he's at Texas Tech. Oh, if I was if I was the Arizona Cardinals, I'm taking Kyler Murray first overall. Yeah. <laughs> you literally said that yeah. verbatim. Cards <laughs> yeah. couldn't have found any better for him. Of yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, seriously. All right. So Elephant in the room. <laughs> the the, uh, the draft pick that's being talked about probably the most from the first round was Daniel Jones, quarterback from Duke, being drafted sixth overall to um, the New York Football Giants. It was kind of a Weird situation on draft day. I don't know if anybody really expected that pick there. Uh, I know a lot of people that I saw had him as like a second day yeah. pick. Like he wasn't projected as a first round. Some people pick had Drew Locke in 10. front of him. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins was definitely in front of him. Right. I don't want to rip 
Dettelman like too much. I mean, you guys <laughs> by all means. He's an easy target. What do you mean? Go ahead. <laughs> by all, but like, if he thinks that that's the guy, like, get him. He's out. swinging, man. Like, he's swinging for the fences. To play devil's advocate, you draft Dwayne Haskins hypothetically. Do you think Dwayne Haskins want to sit behind Eli Manning? Because Eli Manning wants like, to sit behind anybody. Exactly. Yeah, so sure. Daniel Jones is clearly a project quarterback, yeah. big project quarterback. So he might sit behind Eli yeah, this could. year, and depending on Eli's performances, the year after possibly. Yeah, you could. Get I know two, Eli's old as hell. You, took, you could get two solid years out of Eli still. So that's two years of development for Daniel Jones. But it is Daniel Jones, and it's not another quarterback. So I don't know. There's not really a good way to spin this. Another argument it is Daniel Jones. <laughs> like they picked Daniel Jones. I don't know what else. Another argument to be made. He played at Duke. He didn't have. He didn't have Ohio State talent on his he team. He didn't so put up good numbers. Like, drop passes. And, and for me, that's the biggest thing because <laughs> people make the argument that yes, uh, Haskins played with better talent, which I'll agree. He had track stars there. We saw mm-hmm. it on pro day and. All these guys running four threes out there. But you watch Daniel Jones play. Yes, he did have a lot of drop passes, but he threw a lot of bad passes mm-hmm. out there, man. He was, I think, fourth in the ACC uh, in QBR, which <laughs> which is it'd be one thing if he was fourth in the nation. But I in know. the ACC, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. But what kills me, I understand you get your guy, but if you think the guy's going to be there in the second round or even at your 17th pick, you wait. Mm-hmm. You know, they picked the... They picked up another pass rusher at 17 when they had the chance to get Josh Allen. Right. You know, you take arguably the best pass rusher or second-rated pass rusher in this draft early, mm-hmm. and then you get your guy, and you improve better. But I think they reached, yeah. I don't know, I feel that bad for Giants fans. He wasn't even a top 50 as far as we were, like, yeah. ranking players basically <laughs> skill. Yeah. So I have I have two things about it. <laughs> Duke got beat by Wake Forest in football this year, 59-7. Oh. How about the Baylor game? Like, <laughs> They Come lost on. to Baylor. Baylor's one and eleven. One win against Duke. Second. <laughs> Think about what players were there at six when they're taking this quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. If they really think that Eli is their guy, at least for this year, because they're not putting Jones in right now. So you take that player and then the quarterback draft class next year is unreal. Like it's Tua, it's um Justin Herbert from Oregon. Like from, there's there's from, players from. all over the place that they could have gotten. And that's throughout the first round. That's not even, like, guys that you trade in the top ten for. Yeah. Like that, I mean, I, they could have gotten such a good player at six. Are they going to pull an Arizona Cardinals and trade Daniel Jones for, like, a seventh-round pick next year? I don't think Jones is going to play. So, I don't think Jones is going to play this year. So, I don't think they're going to know. No, they don't know. What yeah. they, they're not going to know what they have in That's them. the worst-case scenario for them. Is that they wait two oh, years. I mean, it's the Giants. And they so, think, it's not the worst <laughs> case. It could always be worse. <laughs> See, what kills me, too, though, I hope. Because, you know, they're reporting that, of course, he had the same quarterback coach as Eli and their family. That was bad. I knew and they were. <laughs> I certainly hope. The reason why they didn't draft this man is to make Eli feel comfortable and put a guy around him that, you know, he wouldn't feel like is threatening them. Right. So if that's the case. <laughs> you know what? Could, you might be right, oh honestly. The more you're saying this, the more you're convincing me. Like, <laughs> are we here to win games or to make our quarterback comfortable? Right. I mean. You saw what happened when they benched him. Was it last year or the year before? The fan base went crazy. Well, they but benched this, him for... Um, Geno Smith. <laughs> okay. okay. That's a very good point. But yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I don't know. We're here to win games. You trade away Odell Beckham, arguably the most talented receiver in the league, and what we get back? Daniel Jones? You know. I just, I think if they pick Josh Allen and then they pick a offensive lineman at 17 and then they pick Daniel Jones in the second round, you're walking away saying, 
the Giants we did improved. really well. Yeah. I agree. You know? Absolutely. But just the, the order of operations was not good for them. I can only imagine their war room, their draft war room, whatever you want to call it, was in just pure panic at six. They're like, holy shit, Daniel Jones is right in front of us. He's on the board, so I can't believe Can't it. believe he dropped us. The overall return from that Odell trade was like... Jabril Peppers. Jones, Jabril Peppers. Dexter or no, Dexter it wasn't Lawrence. even Jones, because Jones wasn't... It'd be Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, it'd be Dexter yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. And then they got one more, I think. Didn't they get one more pick? Was they like oh, yeah, they traded like up. That. Yeah, they traded up to get uh, DeAndre Baker. <laughs> they gave what up. doing? <laughs> <laughs> why, why? Think about what you just traded a top five wide receiver in the league for. Uh, a, a player that you had on your roster last year in DeMont Harrison, that's what they got mm-hmm. in the D-tackle. And then a safety who really hasn't been that much. He, when he was coming out of college, he was that Swiss Army knife. You didn't really yeah. know what position he was going to play. Mm-hmm. For a top five receiver? Well, what are you doing? What are you I doing? Know. I don't know what he's telling this owner or like how he's getting the owner to stay on board with this, but he's <laughs> doing a good job. Just imagine, that. like, just. <laughs> I don't even know. Imagine being on that team and all that shit happens in the past, like, three months and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Imagine being a giant Call in your agent and get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. I'm Gettle out. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone's in. No, Gettle man, it's Gettle out. <laughs> As I get the hell out of here. <laughs> but it's the Giants and I I mean, I really don't care about them that much, to I be honest. I would be happy to see them fail. I don't know why. I don't know if I'd be happy to see them fail, but I just don't care about their success that much. <laughs> yeah. I want to. They beat the Patriots twice, so they're they're good in my books for that. I want to circle back to. I forgot to mention this when we were talking about Rosen, but three of the rookie quarterbacks from last yeah. season, AFC, all AFCs, against old man Brady. I Pretty love crazy. Check down King. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, that's gonna be fun to watch. I mean, can you imagine a world where the Patriots are at the bottom of the division and <laughs> and Allen Rosen and Sam Darnold are battling for the division title every year? It's fun. That's it's a fun. That's thought. a dream. Yeah. So. It's something to watch for and to just stop talking about the Patriots and, Jared, and how good they are and how everything and they Jared do is Jared Stidham perfect. walks into the Tom Brady check down role. <laughs> I forgot about Stidham. Yeah, they drafted I him in about the him. fourth or third round, fifth round. I couldn't tell you. Okay, so let's we're going to go around the room and we're going to say our favorite pick from, let's, well, just overall pick. Favorite pick, any team, who would you like? AJ, go ahead. Who would I like? Yeah. The, with the number eight pick. The Detroit Lions select TJ Hawkinson. Found a way to sneak that in there, <laughs> oh, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think he's he's incredible. I think they have a couple um, worries on D line edge rushers, especially that they could have they could have drafted a couple guys there. But I just think Hawkinson down the road is going to be something special. So I I'm just glad that they got uh, Matt Stafford a weapon. Um, Let me ask you a question. Yeah, I'm ready. They couldn't do it with Eric Ebron in the first round. But that was Eric. Why do you think they can do it with Hawkinson? What do you mean it's Eric Ebron? He was dominant. Eric Ebron in college was... He was at UNC? He was Mm -hmm. crazy. And look at how he's doing in Indianapolis. Like, he's... he's, He had a good year. He was pretty good in Detroit, too. He just... It depended on... Like, his first couple years, it was rough, and then he kind of came out at the end, but then... So, why do you like the pick so much? I just like TJ Hawkinson. I was gonna <laughs> I, knew it was, I was gonna I didn't matter where he was. I would have liked it a little bit more if the Bills got him. I was uh, <laughs> along the lines of devastated when he got picked, but devastated. <laughs> but the Ed Oliver pick was incredible too. So I can't. Go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. But I'm I'm gonna be watching the Detroit Lions closely yeah, okay. this year. All right, All move right. on from me. I'm done. Joe, go ahead. One of my favorite picks is 
the Montez Sweat to the Washington Redskins at 26. Mm-hmm. That was a steal, honestly, because he had all these, there was all these rumors about him having a heart condition, and then another doctor came out and said, oh, that was a inaccurate report. For the player type of player he is, and especially with the Redskins, like, they needed, they, they addressed some needs. They needed Montez Sweat for their edge rushers, and they needed Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, because, you know, they have Case Keenum right now. Mm-hmm. Good, good first round for yeah, the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to say I wanted to say Dwayne Haskins too, but they were both really good picks yeah. by the Redskins. Really good first round. So Dan Snyder took over the first round allegedly and picked those. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> Dude's an idiot. Malik, what do you got? Uh, see, I'm stuck between two people. Uh, Sam both. We'll yeah, take them both. both. All right. So my first one would be uh, Noah Fant going to yeah. the Broncos. Yep. Right? Yep. yep. Okay. The fact that they were able to trade back, get a first-round pick, on top of that, still get the guy that we're going to draft either way. You know, I think they made out. I'm a big fan of when teams trade back. So I just think it, you know, makes you a lot more versatile for the future. And Mm -hmm. I think more teams should trade back. So it's surprising me that they don't. So I like that pick there. And then my other one is my sleeper pick, who I also think is going to be one of the best receivers to come out this draft, who I wanted the Bills to get, Hakeem Butler. A big fan of this guy, 6'6", ran a 4'4", 8", and a 40", 37-inch vertical, massive hands, had the biggest hands, caught the most yards for deep passes, uh, and the entire NCAA was a freak out of Arizona State. He went to the Niners, I want to say? Did no, Cardinals. Cardinals? Okay, yeah, he went Cardinals. to the Cardinals. Yeah. Fourth round. So it's freaking I steel. I couldn't believe he was still on the board. In my opinion, he was... I'll, I'm close to putting him at the best receiver in this draft. I had him ranked number two, just behind uh, Hollywood Brown. But I love him. He's a freak. I think he'll be perfect for that offense. And he gives the rookie quarterback an ability to just throw the ball up. Mm-hmm. You know, go get it. You watch his tape. He's just bullying corners, throwing them <laughs> yeah. off him. So I like that pick a lot. And in the fourth round, I mean, it's a steal. Yeah, it's worth mentioning. There was like, right now I see at least five or six wide receivers drafted in front of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was crazy. There was yeah. a bu- it, some the, weird the receivers picks. were kind of interesting because they were yeah. all kind of bunched up. Like there wasn't that one clear guy that was at the top. And mm. It was all kind of like they all had comparable grades, and I think a lot of different teams probably had different grades on all those guys. Absolutely. DK yeah. was a steal for the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah so. I wanted to talk about that. What was um, your What was your favorite? Pick? I have two. So let me preface this by saying I hate the Patriots, <laughs> but I really like the new Kill Harry pick yeah. for them. I think he like kind of fits their offense pretty well, where he can run like. Underneath routes, but he can also stretch the field. So I, I like that pick a lot, and I think like for fantasy football, he's probably gonna be a pretty good option because they they don't New England doesn't really value the wide receiver position like they in the first round they really haven't drafted mm-hmm. a receiver. They haven't before. had someone to stretch the field like that. Yeah. I mean you could argue Grant, I mean, Josh but Gordon he doesn't get down the field like that. He's over yeah. the middle. Josh Gordon last year, but I mean they had him for mm-hmm. a couple of games, then he he got suspended. He's coming so. back for two million a year. I hope That's so. Something. I hope so. I I, I always I root like, for that kid. I really yeah. do. Like, I he's got that kid's got some demons. I hope he you watched his. Right. Uh, I think it was an uninterrupted uh, YouTube video on him. Not. He was in the um, little documentary on. It was like ten minutes long. He was mm-hmm. like about his rehab and stuff like that and his mm-hmm. upbringing. Like, there's a lot of stuff I did not know about Josh Gordon. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say he raised himself, but he kind of raised himself. Yeah. Like, his situation he came from was not good. <laughs> you can see where some of the dominoes just started to fall on him. Mm. Let me go with my other one. Uh, tackle Andre Dillard going to the Philadelphia Eagles. There really isn't a, a team, maybe Dallas, that values the offensive line more than Philadelphia. And they mm-hmm. literally got the air to Jason Peters right mm-hmm. there. Like, that's... Yeah. 
in the first round, you, you they had to hop over um, Houston, which, I mean, whatever. If that's your guy, go up and get him. Yeah. So I really like that pick. I think it was a really solid one, and now you're set at that tackle position for another 12 years when Peters retires. So, Cody yeah. Ford dropping to the Bills at I 38. Like, I was going to mention yeah, that, let's, too. Let's start on the Bills. Let's go through their class. Um, so you kind of mentioned earlier, but Ed Oliver falling them at yeah. nine. Misused in Houston. Yeah. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. For whatever reason, he chose just to go to Houston and what are they in the American Conference or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not going to see him. He played nose tackle yeah. a lot there, but We're he's not, not going to be playing nose tackle. Yeah, you watched a the game. They 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 blitz. Excuse me. They only rush three linemen, mm-hmm. and he's literally their only pass rush. Is him against everybody, basically. <laughs> you know. So they he's still him up as D tackle, and he's a, he's definitely a three technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's, sure. a, he's a fit. He's a scheme fit. And they, sure. I think the Bills have already come out. Pretty clearly, they didn't said that we're going to use him as a three tack instead of but even a nose if you, guard. You see him at nose tackle, or nose and he was still like creating pressure, disrupting yeah. Yeah. everything. Like, and that's not even where he was a handful for those, yeah. like for the interior line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one the one thing that I like the most about him that's going to translate from American League, SEC, wherever he's playing, um, is his his get off when the ball is snapped is. Just world, unworldly. His like athleticism is it, yeah. extremely impressive. Too. Like he's the, one of the most athletic people in this his draft. His reaction time to get on the lineman before they have a time, they get a chance to process what's going on is just going to be a huge, huge advantage that he's going to carry over into the, playing in the NFL. This is really great. Yeah, I agree on that totally. And it just he's, he has a passion for the game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of these players you see him get drafted and they don't even look excited. Like watching Haskins get drafted to the Redskins, and he looks like look like he's trying to stand there and look like a tough guy. No emotion on his face. Yeah. You know, or charging think, fifty dollars to people to come to his draft party. Yeah. <laughs> did you do that? Did yeah, you hear did. that? Yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. You get ripped off a lot being an NCAA <laughs> yeah, athlete. I won't dog him for that. So he gets a pass for that. But yeah, I know what you mean. But I don't know. Just the passion for the game and the fire and desire to want to get out here. Mm-hmm. He just seems like a Buffalo guy. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited to see him line up, and I think he'll make a big impact almost immediately. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a Bills fan, you kind of are hoping that he's the um, Aaron Donald from this class, where Aaron Donald wasn't a top five pick. He kind of just kept sliding mm-hmm. sliding. No one knew why. But yeah. look at him now, where he's like because the probably Giants. the best player in the NFL, honestly. He like slid he's because there. the Giants needed a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so let's go to their second round pick, which was Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I love it. I I can see him <clears throat> starting at right tackle. Um, there's a little bit of competition in um, – in the offensive line for the Bills, which is very good, which we haven't really had in a while, maybe one or two positions. Um, but the whole line can be rearranged now, and he can pretty much – he's playing guard or tackle. He can play I'm pretty left sure tackle, he's come, left guard. I watched his uh, first press conference when he got to Buffalo. It was like 10 minutes long. They asked him specifically that, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I want to play right tackle. That's yeah. what we talked I'd about that. with uh, Bean and his uh, Huge offensive line coach. Big body, which is nice to have. Yeah. You protected Baker, you protected Kyler. Yeah. Oklahoma had a solid offensive line the past three years, four nice years. Pick. And he also said he <clears throat> he said he liked blocking for Kyler even more than Baker, mm-hmm. which to me is a big thing because Kyler's a mobile guy. He likes mm-hmm. to move, and he prefers blocking for that style of quarterback, which is exactly what Josh Allen is, right. or at least from last year, you know, willing to get about that pocket and scramble at a, on a – with no notice, so yeah. I think he'll be a good addition. At first, I was a little hesitant on the pick. Of course, you know we did sign six uh, linemen in the off season. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I want another skill position to, to help out a little more. But looking at his phone, he's a dominant guy. You know, yeah. if he gets his hands on you, it's tough to get him off you. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Transitioning that, from that, oh, I mean. That, that interests me where he liked blocking for yeah. Kyler Moore. Because uh-huh. I felt like as a, a tackle, you would want to know wanna, where you're yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But he I wonder, gets, why, I I mean, wonder why. He's got a. He's obviously used to like him scrambling <coughs> yeah. and being a playmaker. Cause well, that's, that's good. It adds to like his appeal for the Bills, yeah. where like I, he's yeah. seen this mobile quarterback, and that's True. what Allen's. The been. season's gonna be very exciting. Like yeah, I don't know so. if I've been excited Hopefully. for this season. Obviously, that playoff season kind of came out. Of, I won't say it came out of nowhere, but it, it sort of did. I mean, it was a fluke. <laughs> I won't call bad, it a fluke. It was I a think. bad AFC. As a whole, the conference was pretty brutal, and we yeah, squeaked did you, in. We didn't have a good team going into that yeah. season. Did you think that we were going to go nine and seven? I definitely didn't. I <laughs> the I dominoes was... did kind of fall that way, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. with the Ravens, mm-hmm. with, with the Ravens or the Bengals, who lost that last game too. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> cut it! Cut it! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cut it! Don't hurt me. <laughs> You guys have um, a Super Bowl. Let's yeah. not let's not see who's the more well, I mean, suffering fan base at this point, Zach. Two, two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, Ray Lewis. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to. We were talking yeah, a little bit about Dilfer. Let's let's go to the running back pick, Singletary, Devin Singletary, because we we're talking about how this does this pick make Lashawn McCoy expendable. Yes. Why? Short answer: Yes. Um, we signed T.J. Yeldon too. I mean, he got T.J. Yeldon. I well. So I can see Shady being moved, hopefully for some type of pick, fourth or fifth round pick at this point, but Frank Gore or Shady, I think one of them are going to be gone. You don't need four backs like that in the backfield, especially Shady who's eaten up, you know, what is he, five million? What is he at? The Sally cap? I don't know what his cap it is. Um, but TJ Yeldon, uh, Singletary, and either Gore or McCoy is more than enough for the backfield, and none of those guys are special teams players. So you're, it's not like you're you you're having your running back playing special teams listed as a running back, but not really a running back. You got four running backs on the team right now, and you don't need that. You know? mm-hmm. What do you think about McCoy being expendable or not? I mean, Shady has done so mm-hmm. much for the organization. He's been like he's been. I mean, he's been our star player since he's come here, mm. up until Josh Allen being drafted, and even then, like. Shady had a bad year last year, but it's just kind of adding up from injuries and the Bills just kind of just oh we have no other plan but to dump it off to Shady and hopefully he doesn't get hopefully it's not a hospital pass where mm-hmm. he gets his head taken off. I mean he is expendable expendable though. I mean mm-hmm. like you said four running backs, a lot of competition at that position. It's mm-hmm. a young man's game. Mm-hmm. You see running backs generally stay in the NFL for what's the average like three to five years. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. I mean, it's going to be hard to see him go if he does go, because right. I love them here. He embraced Buffalo. But Malik has a different opinion on this. Idea. Yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> That's hear funny. it. See, I'm just, I'm just not, again, I'm not so on Shady either. He, I thought he was expendable last year. If mm-hmm. we would have been able to get a third round pick from him, I think he would have been gone. But again, they said the market was like a fifth or a sixth, so mm-hmm. at that point, why not just keep the weapon? But I'm not the biggest fan of Singletary, I'm not going to lie. I mean, he's explosive at the point of hitting the hole, but he's slow, man. He had a slow 40 time, oh, but man. if you look at his tape, he looks a lot faster than a four six six. I agree, and he put up good numbers, but even their backup running back put up good numbers. 
Mm-hmm. Their backup running back yeah. got drafted. And, I mean, I think their backup running back was averaging on par with the same exact amount of yards per carry, which to me, that doesn't necessarily indicate that Singletary was great. It indicates that the system was great. Mm-hmm. And the system that they were in provided a great ability for the running backs to succeed. Same way with the Rams, how mm-hmm. when uh, uh, Gurley was out, I can't C. think of the back. C.J. Anderson yeah. came in and dominated. Yeah. And that happened even during the season. At one yeah. point, he was at. He was averaging more yards per carry. I don't think Robert was, Kelly would come in and do well. Yeah, that's what third, Robert, third I think, string. Yeah, I think it was Robert Kelly. Yeah, at one he point he was averaging well. more yards per carry than Todd Gurley, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm not sold on it. I think I, it was just too high of a pick for him. I think so. Yeah. But then again, I think we needed to get younger at running back. Mm-hmm. But I thought that's why we dra- why we picked up Yeldon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, Yeldon's only 24. I'm, I just I'm didn't a, see the point. I'm a big believer in that running backs are pretty interchangeable. As a whole, looking at the entire NFL, I think obviously you have some guys who are more talented and can make things happen that other guys can't. They're the um, exception, though, not the rule, for right, sure. Right, but even even then, I don't think that player wins you games. I agree. As much as a wide receiver can, or obviously like a quarterback or a strong offensive line, I think those things are are more important to an offense than one individual running back is. I think across the board, most NFL running backs are capable of taking over an offense in a good Kinda system. Plug and play. Yeah. Right. James <clears throat> Connor and Le'Veon Bell. Like he comes in and he's one of the best producing backs in the league last year. In a good system with Sonny good wide Michelle receivers. Goes on the Patriots. Exactly. They drafted him thirty first overall, whatever. Yeah. You look at when the when the Patriots played the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year or year before, technically. Um, mm-hmm. When they played, neither one of them had a thousand yard rusher on their team. Mm-hmm. You know, they both did running back by committee and they're in the, dance, in the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, and it's hard to game plan when you have three good running backs by committee. The they had um, Eagles had Blunt, Clement, um, Ajay. Yeah, Ajay. 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 At that point though, wasn't he for the Super Bowl? Yeah, he might have been. Patriots had White. Um, they didn't have Michelle yet. He was the next Burkhead. Rex Burkhead. Oh, I think it was Burkhead. Yeah, he was tearing it up. Not Regardless, year, they had three different yeah. running backs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right, let's talk about. I don't think we really need to go further than the other third round pick, right? We can probably awesome, talk about Dawson uh, Knox, awesome. and then. Mm-hmm. So they get themselves a receiving tight end. I don't know much about this player. I'll be Fifteen honest. catches in college. Is that really all it was? Yeah, yeah. he's an athlete, though. That's yeah, that's the appeal to him. Yeah, yeah, he was fast. He was five, that was the, mm-hmm. He's he might be raw. They just didn't really use him much. They had too many weapons at yeah, wide yeah. receiver that to give him. Enough, more touches than he got, you know. Got Metcalf, right. AJ Brown. Yeah, he's third option to that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, as that. a tight end position. Because yeah. so, AJ Brown is playing the slot, so yeah. yeah. So I wonder what Brian Dable is going to try and do with a receiving tight end. Um, it's a little bit better than Charles Clay. I wonder if he tries to implement that more. Maybe help out Allen with another option. Maybe a safer option up the middle, across the middle. You know, getting. Some quick dump off passes to the tight end, him and Croft. Um, yeah. I'll be curious to see how that works out in the offense. So, I see he went to Ole. Is he similar to um, Evan Ingram, where he's just really, really fast, or is it like because Evan Ingram when he came out, he wasn't a good blocker. He just had mm-hmm. raw speed, and he could like when he get the balls, when he gets the ball in his head, he takes off and he goes. Like, is it that mm-hmm. kind of pick, or is it like? Or are they hoping that they can make him an all-around tight end where he can block, he can catch, he can run, all that kind of stuff? I think he's more of a receiver tight end, but 
then again mm-hmm. you haven't seen him receive the ball much because even if you watch his tape it's like three minutes long not even yeah. I think it's like mm-hmm. a minute and a half probably it's really yeah. really short oh. very few plays that you see where he makes anybody miss you know he's just catching the ball kind of going down but it's because he doesn't have film so I think he'll be more of a the uh, maybe split out a little bit play mm-hmm. that borderline slot guy as a tight end you know hoping to get him with a one on one matchup with a linebacker type of guy is Croft more of a blocking yeah, Croft, yeah, Croft was, blocked in Cincy. So maybe they, but he can catch like he's not he's right, not like a slouch right. catching the ball. He can he can catch. But maybe they utilize him differently and maybe run a two tight end. I think you have to. Yeah, they should draft another tight end too. Yeah, did they? More yeah, of a blocking guard. Yeah, I don't know much about. I don't him know. I wouldn't put much stock <laughs> in that pick. I mean, they needed tight ends. You know, the Bills picked so, up though. True. Undrafted free agent Joe's, David Sills. Joe's guy. <laughs> yeah, Joe loves David Sills. And Tyree Jackson. I don't know much about David Sills. I'm not gonna lie, but I do like he. He was a go-to target for Will Greer. Oh, in the red zone, especially. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he would catch everything. I think it's awesome his story. He's, he was a, uh, I believe he was the quarterback who was signed to USC in the eighth grade, or like oh, uh, yeah. offered to USC when Lane Kiffin was the coach there, mm-hmm. and then he gets to. His story's interesting. He didn't start out at West Virginia. I forget where he transferred from. He transferred to West Virginia, and they're like. Yeah, you're not gonna fit yeah. on the depth chart. You gotta go. You gotta be a wide receiver, and he just stepped her into that mm-hmm. role. He, he had was, two years at wide out. He's got some good film too. He mm-hmm. does. He's yeah. got a lot of film too. Yeah, <laughs> which is that made me a little bit more happy about the Bills draft because I think we needed a guy who can go up and get it. You know, because that's definitely not Say Jones. No, <laughs> we don't have a receiver on our roster right now who's a go up and get that ball type of guy. And I just think every young quarterback needs a guy who can bail him out every now and then. Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you guys have expectations for Cole Beasley? Do you think he's going to come in and have a monster year, or do you think he's going to kind of monster year? He's going to catch the ball. He's not going to drop the ball though. He had one yeah. drop pass all last season. I thought that's why that was a good pickup. Hmm. Over under fifty receptions. I would take under. the under, for sure. Under. And I think part of that is just um, I don't know how how much Allen is really going to throw the ball True. all over the field. I think with the, especially with the backfield that they have now, they're gonna try and I might I think they might try and go back and rely on a run a strong run game, a little bit of play action, and I think he I can see him being his number one target, but I don't see them you know hitting him more than fifty times. Yeah, he could be though. How many receptions did he put up last year? Sixty five. I think he makes them a heck of a lot better on third down. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why they brought him in. Like. You, on third down, you're you're often looking to that slack guy over the middle to pick up those tough yards, and I think that's what he does best. So, mm. I agree with that. <clears throat> and create separation. We didn't have oh, a guy yeah. on our team last year who could really, get anybody off. I think we're last in the league yeah. with separation oh, for yeah, wide receivers. You, which... you watch it from the all eleven view, and it looks like people Ugh. are stuck to him like glue. Beasley's <laughs> yeah. route running is. Incredible. He's got good route running. He's got good foot speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah he can like, burn it's people. It's that. It's not like. Speed to burn, but it's that quickness, that acceleration off the line. Yeah, elusiveness is a good word for it. Yeah, I think. the way to the way he slows down and makes the cornerback feel comfortable for half a second, and then he turns and yeah. he's five five yards away from the cornerback, wide open. It's and those are the hardest guys to cover. Right, exactly. Ask yeah. any cornerback; they'd rather deal with the big six five slow guy mm-hmm. versus the little short quick yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you think the number one target is going to be on the Bills? Then Zay Jones, John Brown. Mm. Cole Beasley are those the three that you think of? I guess it would have to be Cole Beasley, right? Because I don't. Right. I think Zay Jones is more <laughs> wide receiver too. 
I'm just yeah. gonna like contradict myself. I didn't think he'd be the number one target when, when you say. Well, like you that. start to look at the depth chart. Like, right. Yeah. Who is gonna be? And they could they could run a system where there's not there's I don't not think one, they have guy. A number one. I don't receiver. think they can. Oh, I don't think physically. No. I don't think you try and take one of those wide receivers and shove them into a a number one spot. John Brown's the he's a streaker. He's but I don't think you need it. Right. And Robert you, Foster too. You I don't. Apologize. And um, they have another guy too. Mackenzie, Isaiah Mackenzie. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't good. need a number one guy. Right. You really don't. Right. I agree. I agree. Especially with our offense, because we're probably gonna run the ball twenty eight times a game, thirty times a game, yeah. and Josh Allen might throw the ball twenty times. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like that's probably where they want him. I don't think they want him throwing the ball thirty times a game. Yeah. Like in his so. rookie season, you didn't see him above like two hundred fifty yards. I think was close to his highest. I don't see them breaking three fifty. You know, yeah, see on a consistent basis at all. I think it's going to be around the low 200s, mid 200s. We want to control the clock, really, with right. how our defense yeah. is set up. We had number two defense as far as yeah. uh, yards. Is it yards, right? I it think so. It was, definitely wasn't game. scoring. No. <laughs> no. Definitely wasn't um, scoring, but it was number two yards defense. They want to control the clock, and that obviously a running game. Mm-hmm. Burn clock. As a fan, you want to see them open it up a little bit and throw the ball around the field and put up 400-plus passing yards in He'll a game get there. with seven touchdowns. You yeah. might have that game. But right now, as, next year. as a young quarterback, you might want to slow it down a little bit, control the game, get him some good blocking, get him some good run game to keep the him on the field longer. And just, like you said, control the clock, control the game, keep it to 21 to 17 or whatever. However, you know, Sean McDermott really likes to control the game defensively as well. So um, I think within the next couple of years he might start to open it up. But for right now, it's going to be more of a, a slower, controlled defensive game alright closing thoughts anybody got anything else they want to add I think overall aside from last year's quarterback draft this was a really exciting draft to watch and a lot of a lot of good talking points that came out of this draft yeah I'd absolutely agree Uh, overall I think the Bills did a good job I give them a solid B plus I Mm -hmm. give them a solid B plus I'm happy with what they came out with. I think with the picks that they had and the way that the cards fell, I think they played it pretty well overall, so yeah. I can't complain. I think it'll be an exciting NFL next year. There's some big-name rookies and places where we didn't want to watch it all last year, yeah. and I think uh, it was a good draft. So I thought they got out and did exactly what Bean said he was going to do. They um, Free agency, they covered a lot of holes, so mm-hmm. they had a lot of um, freedom to draft the best player in the draft, which right. at Oliver at that point definitely was. And mm-hmm. Saw mock drafts with him even going, like, top five and stuff like that beforehand. Yeah. But, you know, when players like Daniel Jones get selected <laughs> at six, those people just fall to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thanks, in, Giants. I was impressed at the way being handled, not drafting for need, and kind of sitting back and being patient and picking the guy that he liked. I really liked that he did that. One statement on that. I didn't like the fact, because in his uh, first after round three, I believe, or maybe it was later, he said, we continue to draft for need. We had some big playmaker guys on the board that we wanted, but I figured we we just kept drafting for need and we kept going by what was on the board. And my thought is, if you have, excuse me, let me start over. I messed it up. They didn't draft for necessarily need. They mm-hmm. said they were following their board. And he said we had a couple spots that we we liked guys, but instead we just kept following the board. And I'm like, if you like a guy, and yeah. you think this guy can be a playmaker. Screw the board, you know. Yeah. Go get that, that guy. guy yeah, yeah. That's, that was my thought. That was the only thing I didn't like. That <laughs> would have would have liked to see a wide receiver in the third round. I think, especially with the names that are running back pick. 
Yeah, yeah I think. Together. Yeah, I think I swapped that out for Akeem Butler. If we did that. I would yeah. have no. We'd be an A plus in my book. Yeah, I agree. But good draft. All right. Um, you want to plug your Twitter? I don't even know my headline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got AJ yeah. within the first week. Yeah. <laughs> first like two weeks. <laughs> I don't even know my headline. That's right. You can find that. Malik on Twitter. We'll tag him when we put out the yes, episode. Man. Yeah. But uh, so <laughs> we'll be joining us. Yeah. Pleasure to be Thank here, man. Pleasure to be here. We'll be back probably after this round of the NHL playoffs. I had a minor mishap and forgot to put out the other episodes. So that's my <laughs> fault. Uh, school's catching up to me, so that's kind of what happened. But hopefully, it'll be a lot more free in the summer. To mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be talk back. Talk about off-season stuff and we'll be back. Stanley Cup final and whatever we'll else. Be back. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we will be we'll back. Be back. Like someone set up. All right, Buffalo Bar Talk episode four. Signing out. See you guys later. Peace.